When you're walking through your life, it's easy to feel like you're going through the motions, right? Like it doesn't really mean anything. When I was a kid, I grew up on a farm in Missouri, so we had to drive a half hour to get to the picture show. And when I looked up at that enormous screen, I suddenly knew what life was supposed to feel like, what being alive was supposed to mean. It was like there was something somewhere out there waiting for me. That's what being alive is supposed to mean. I held my first hand at the movie theater. I, I had my first kiss at a movie theater. What I do know is this. Every time I leave the picture show, I feel better than I did walking in. Episode 49 of Comic Book Movie Guy, the podcast. How the heck are you guys doing? I'm your host, Brennan Huber, and today I want to talk to you about the Superman casting. We have our Superman. We have Clark Kent, and we have Lois Lane. That's James Gunn's Superman. Now, if you don't know, James Gunn is the head of DC Studios, and he is in charge of it all. They have hired him to sort of plot out a 10-year plan, 20-year plan, whatever you want to call it. I'm thinking 10-year plan. And it all starts with Superman Legacy. And to hear that James Gunn has found his guy in David Cornsweat. That's right, David Cornsweat. Now, you may have seen him in the Netflix show Hollywood. He's been in other things. He's credited in other things. But this guy... Listen, I've done a deep dive the last few days here, because if you know me, you know that when a cast uh, gets announced and we sort of get these early stage ideas in our head of what these characters could actually look like, it's it's the exciting times. This is the time, you know, like David Cornsweat. Okay, look him up. He's impressive. He's six foot four. So... Just to put it into perspective for you guys, I think Henry Cavill is 6'2". And, like, let's be honest, Henry Cavill, he was... He looked huge. And if this guy puts on a little bit of mass, because he's a bit of a lank, but he's got the face. David Cornsweat has the face. And he's got the voice, too. He's got that humble but yet has a leadership tone to it. That's the voice. That's the voice of Superman. And the more I hear about Superman legacy, the more excited I get. So with the, with the casting of Superman himself, I think comes this great deal of like, okay, I'm starting to see the vision here. And I understand why they didn't go with Henry Cavill. Because, like, here's the thing. They could have brought back Henry Cavill and kept telling stories with his Superman. I think that could have worked very well. I still stand by the fact that 
Snyder's characters, given a little bit more direction and a little bit more storyline, they could have done very well in the future here. Like, I think standalones, all that stuff could have happened. But the reality is, and it's not that bad of a reality, to be honest with you, is that James Gunn has taken over. And he's done a very smart thing here with rebooting the DC universe because if you're going to go in on it, why not do it with your fingers, with your fingerprint, let's say, all over it. And in order to do that, you got to build it from the ground up. So I respect that from James Gunn and I love who he's cast. I absolutely love this casting. <laughs> like, if you listen to interviews of David Corn Sweat, <clears throat> you sort of hear this you hear the tone that is Superman. Henry Cavill had it. I mean, whether you were a Cavill fan or not, you got to admit, that's a pretty hard Superman to top. It's not a competition. But everybody's going to compare all the time. I saw, today I saw on Instagram, this side-by-side-by-side photo of Tom Welling, Henry Cavill, and now David Sweat. It's it's amazing. It's actually mind-blowing, the features that they have. Like, they could play triplets. They could play twins. They're, like, especially Cavill and uh, Corn Sweat. Like, he's... He, Corn Sweat is literally the exact thing that James Gunn described. Like, a younger, sort of 25-ish, 26 Superman. You know, an up-and-coming Superman. A kind, he's just got the kind look, you know, he's got the dimples, he's got the curly hair, he's got these big ears. I like it, man. And to the fact that he's, he's this tall guy, I think it could be a really unique and like different look on Superman. I think they could go brighter with the colors for this Superman. I think they could go, like, I know for a fact that James Gunn's Superman suit could be really cool. Like... The guy's got style. Like, there's just no way around it. Like, I think that any moviegoer can agree that at the at the bare minimum, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movies that Gunn did, and even Suicide Squad that Gunn did, they're quite the... It's quite the... Uh, how am I trying to say this? It's beautiful in its own way. It's like a messy beautiful, if you will. You know, like the shots are gorgeous, but there's like carnage happening. And I just, I sort of, I get these sort of like really, really, um, what's the term that I'm going for here? I'm trying, I'm trying to say that James Gunn is, he's an absolute visionary as a director. And that's what you want with Superman Legacy is you want this director with a vision, a clear vision, of who Superman and Clark Kent are going to be. I really think that they could go the nerdier, sort of like happy-go-lucky route with Clark this time around, and maybe a bit of comedy in there. Um, But I also think that you can go, you know, like Superman could have some darker fights, some darker tones throughout that movie. And I really hope that James doesn't shy away from things like the laser eyes, 
you know, like things like the the freezing breath that Superman can do. Like Superman's got some cool powers, you know, and also like obviously the bulletproof uh, abilities and stuff like that. Like I know various directors have tried the whole bulletproof thing. I think of the Brandon Routh shot um, in Superman Returns, 2007, I believe it was. Uh, and the armed guard is, or the armed uh, burglar is standing right in front of Brandon Routh, Superman, and he pulls around, he pulls this tiny little handgun out and pulls the trigger and the bullet, if you remember this, I'm sure they advertised it on like all TVs for a while, like Super Bowl trailer kind of stuff, right? And the bullet just like crumples on his pupil. You know, like I, to that extent, and I mean, Superman in, in Zack Snyder's universe, like Henry Cavill's Superman, he was always, he had the red eyes down. You know, and he was obviously bulletproof. Like, he took all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, listen, like, Henry Cavill's, they really leaned on the uh, the alien stuff with Kal-El and um, Jor-El and, you know, that whole, like, the Krypton stuff. They really went to the alien side of it. And I like that. That's what differs Man of Steel from the rest of, you know, I should say the rest of the Supermans. I mean, listen, like Superman uh, and Superman 2 with Christopher Reeves are, they're good too. And he was a great Superman. It's just a little outdated for me personally as a fan of Superman. I'm more like, like who can blame me, right? Like what we have now in regards to CGI, in regards to what suits look like, in regards to just the quality overall. Like, that's, we need a Superman movie that just knocks our socks off, man. And I really hope that James Gunn has written Superman Legacy to be that movie. There's rumors out there that the Skarsgård brothers are being uh, cast, or being tested, screen tested for Lex Luthor. I love that. I think the Skarsgård brothers... Alex Skarsgård would be a hell of a Lex Luthor because he's equally as tall and we know that he can deliver that sort of... How would you call it? Lex is almost like... Like he doesn't care about others, but it's... He's got the obsession that is the rock, that is kryptonite. He has this obsession with Superman and he has the obsession with you know, moving things forward. Do Does James Gunn go down the route of, like, Legion of Doom, let's say? <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. But he has said that he's going to have members of the Authority in this Superman Legacy movie. So, like, while it sounds like we're going to actually get other characters from this new DC universe in Superman Legacy, it just excites me to have a whole new Superman story. And I just... I don't know what it is about the title. Legacy. Like, that's awesome. You know? Like, it's perfect. It's perfect for what I would want. I'm really over wanting a Man of Steel sequel. I wanted that for a really long time. I've talked about it for a really long time. Could it happen one day? (sighs) Never, ever say never. With the way... With the way shit has gone down here 
with these superhero movies. And let's be honest for a second. The draw for superhero movies right now is next to none, you guys. Like, people aren't going to the theater. And like it or not, superhero movies are, it feels at times like people are, like it's tired, you know? Like people are not going. And people just aren't buying into this whole world thing, world building and all this stuff like they used to. I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, uh, the Marvel saga is phenomenal, right? Like it's, it's top notch, top drawer, as they say. And nothing will top that. And I don't hope that DC tops what Marvel did because Marvel's achievement will be forever remembered. And it'll also be, you know, an achievement that Stan Lee was alive for, which is really cool, creator of most Marvel characters. And I just look at DC and I just think, all I want now at this point is just good storytelling, which James, that was the first thing he said when he, you know, popped up on that low quality YouTube video where he stated, you know, this is what chapter one gods and monsters of my DC universe is going to look like. I was, I was really impressed with how he talked about Superman legacy and that, and how he talked about the timelines and, you know, it's, it's a clear cut reboot is what it is. It's let's call a spade a spade. It's a reboot of the DC universe. And will it take, that's what I'm fascinated by. Like the amount of weight on Superman legacy right now, it, it kind of holds like DC's future for me. It really does because like, listen, Superman Legacy is going to be the kickstart of what we hope to be this, this change in the shift in DC into making sense and making good movies and doing these characters justice. Like, man, DC's got some of the best characters out there and it just hasn't quite done it, has it? Could you imagine if DC sold? Like, if DC was just a hit for a change? Like, I understand, like, Matt Reeves, the Batman, and Joker, and all that other stuff on the other side of Warner Brothers DC. That stuff's good, and it works, and it's a formula that works. People will always, always, always go to the theater to see a grounded version of Batman. I know. (laughs) I know I will. They can keep making that same Robert Pattinson Batman movie. 25 times I will go see every single one of those things it's just that's right up my alley and I feel like there's a lot of people out there that love those detective stories the detective saga that's what Matt Reeves is calling it the detective saga it's exciting man bring out the rogues gallery bring out the villains let's get it going the Batman 2 is gonna slap that's that's also coming out in 2025 pending the the writer's strike and all that stuff could be pushed back to 2026 i hope superman legacy does not get pushed back i doubt it would because james gunn is the writer and also the director and also the head of dc studios so i uh yeah 2025 man it's gonna be a huge year it's gonna be an exciting year and 
I want to take a minute to just sort of, I want to talk about the girl who's cast as Lois Lane. Now, I watched her in House of Cards. She played a character named Rachel. And I'm going to bring up my notes here because I want to talk about... Okay, so she played a character in House of Cards named Rachel. And her name, the actress's name, is in fact Rachel Brosnahan. And what I saw in House of Cards, I really liked. And when I heard that it was between... I believe it was between her and the girl from Bridgerton, if you've seen Bridgerton on Netflix, I thought she would play a good Lois Lane. I really did. But Rachel Brosnahan, man, like when I see pictures of her and David Cornsweet, like people are obviously they're creating edits everywhere they go now. And all you're seeing is these pictures of uh, David Cornsweet alongside um, Rachel Brosnahan. So if you have, so if you have those two cast, and I mean she's perfect for Lois Lane. I really hope that with this Lois Lane, we get like the the sexy, strong-willed, but yet grounded reporter. Like I want her to be a professional, but I also want also want her to be like. A legitimate love interest not just for Clark but for us as the audience and I really think that this Rachel Brosnahan is going to bring it that way for sure like put her in a suit like an actual businesswoman suit a reporter suit if you will she's Lois Lane and I just I if I could have been a fly on the wall for those screen tests like they know how big this movie is they were not gonna piss around with this casting and it gets me really excited to know that the two big players have been cast and I just think that like as more comes out about Superman Legacy I think that we're going to get more excited as a fan base I know that I'm getting more and more excited as just a fan of Superman in general I've been reading Superman All-Star now that's the comic that James Gunn has listed as one of his um inspirations if you will and it it really is just a cool superman story and i think that james can add that space element as well at times in his movies and he's really good at sort of having those elements i mean the guardians movies like i don't want to say three quarters of them but at least half of them take space take place in space try saying that five times fast take <laughs> i can't but seriously James Gunn has a talent for that sort of thing. So I hope we get some really good shots of soups in space. And I also hope that Metropolis is this beautiful, clean, sort of clean cut. It's, it's, it's supposed to be sort of a utopia in a way. It's supposed to be this gorgeous city, this like promised land, if you will. And like Superman looks over it. He's got this apartment over the, over Metropolis, you know, and it's like... I really want that, the Superman from the animated series. I'm so like prone to like, like if we could have Superman from the animated series and Batman from the animated series and make them into live action and have them in a, in a connected universe together, man, that'd really hit home for me. I'd have a tear in my eye seeing David Cornsweet talk to the new Batman. 
you know, whoever it is, Jensen Ackles. Um, that's not me putting in a bid for Jensen Ackles. I just think he'd be epic. And he sounds really close to Kevin Conroy. And he looks like he could kill Bruce Wayne. Like he could, he would just look that part. And like as far as Batman goes, you could do some really cool stuff with an actor like that. And he fits sort of the bill that David Cornsweet does, you know, as far as like his, he's maybe a bit more well-known but like these are the types of faces that I want to see in my new DC universe. I want to see these actors that are like up and coming and that are like on the verge of breaking through into these huge careers. Like I want David Cornsweet to succeed so well with Superman that he becomes like obviously when you play Superman that's who you're known for. But I want him to succeed above that. I just I really want him to hit it home and kill this. I want him to just, I want, I know that this guy is going to be a really good Superman and I know that they're going to do Batman justice. I just like the brave and the bold with Andy Machete at the helm. It's been announced. He's going to be the director of brave and the bold. That's why I'm so excited to go and see the flash is just because, you know, maybe not so much for the story that it was. You know, because I've heard various things about The Flash. Some people love it. Some people hate it. And then there's a bunch of people that are in between. Things that are being knocks for The Flash are the wonky CGI that Andy Machete has come out and said in interviews, both pre- and post-production, that the wonky CGI was intentional. Because it's supposed to be, you know, different worlds and all this stuff. And like... I can buy into that. Still excited to go see that one. But not maybe so much for the story of it and for the Flash character, you know? It's more... And it for a time, it was... I was excited to go back and see Keaton and Affleck and all that stuff, but I almost feel over that, too, at this point. Like, I want to go see it and enjoy it, and I'm going to go and see it and enjoy it. But I also want to keep in mind that, hey, there's a future coming here down the pipeline. Like this is the Flash is basically flushing (laughs) down the toilet everything and anything that we've known in the past for DC, which at this point, man, wipe the slate clean. If they want to do the Snyderverse in the future, bring it back. People will know the the diehard fans are the ones who are going to pay to see that shit. And if you have the resources to make Snyderverse in the future, do it. Just do it. Because if, and if the actors want to come back, good God, you know? Like, is it the last time we see Ben Affleck as Batman? Man, I really hope not. I hope not. But am I excited to get another new Batman on top of Rob Pattinson? Yes. Always. I welcome all Batman. Always. Because it's just cool to see the different designs and different ideas that people have for the character. And the fact that they're doing Brave and the Bold with Damian Wayne as Robin. Hey, that's exciting. And hey, let's get a Justice League together. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be the hard part for James Gunn. Is like, yes, Superman Legacy needs to succeed. And boom, you have your Superman. Batman Brave and the Bold needs to succeed. Boom, you have your Batman. Those are the two big players. Where's Wonder Woman and how the hell are you going to cast 
better looking or a better fitting Wonder Woman than Gal Gadot? That's a fair question. If you're not a fan of her acting, I understand that. And I fully support that statement because I'm not either. But what Zack did with that look, pretty hard to beat. Pretty hard to reboot Wonder Woman at this point. I just, yeah. It's uh, the Trinity for me. Like if, if this succeeds, I want, <laughs> I'm so greedy as a fan. If this succeeds, I want world's greatest detectives movies. I want world's finest movies with Batman and Superman. I want Trinity movies. I want Justice League movies. I want it all. You know, like it's going to get like by the time volume two rolls around for DCU, because that's essentially what they're doing, right? Is they're going to have like chapter one is what they're called. And I guess it's not a volume. It's a chapter. James Gunn called it chapter one, gods and monsters. So like when chapter two comes around and we start getting into, we start diving into movies where the Justice League is taking on different things and like the Trinity maybe has something going and like, I just don't think that we understand that DC hasn't had their shot yet. I understand it. I'm here to tell you that DC has not had their, their actual shot yet because it hasn't been done right. And I think James Gunn is the guy for that. I really, really do. And I have so much faith in Superman legacy I hope that the cat, and by the way, shout out to Nicholas Holt. I'm so sorry for Nicholas Holt. He is now, he is now lost out on the Batman. He was the final, uh, he was the final cut for that one. Robert Pattinson ultimately got that role. And now he was down to the final three for Superman. And I said it from the start when, uh, when I heard that Nicholas Holt, the first thing I said when Nicholas Holt was being, um, offered, uh, uh, a screen test for Superman. I thought, ooh, that's not how I want my Superman to look. And it's nothing against him. It's nothing against him at all. And yes, he would play a good Luther. Yes, he was great as the Beast. He's a great actor, man. He's a great actor. But that just shows you, like, how detailed it has to be in a sense. How good that casting has to be. And what I was worried about was the acting chops when I heard the name David Cornsweat. Obviously, I'd never seen him in anything. Had to look him up. I'm like, oh, wow, this kid looks the part. Like, 100% looks the part. Then you hear, oh, shit, he's 6'4". Like, put on a little bit of muscle mass and boom, we have our Superman, right? But then I started listening to his interviews, you know? I started listening to his... People have been posting all kinds of little clips from Hollywood uh, the show that he's in on Netflix, as mentioned before, um, looks like a great actor. He's got this sort of, it's it's like a charisma, but it's also like a kind charisma, if you will. And it's he's got that deep Superman voice. Superman, to me, always had a deep voice. Like, Batman has a deep voice, but Superman also has a deep voice. But it's kind, and it's welcoming, and it's joyful at times. You know, like, you know, and, and James Gunn has even said that Superman in this version is going to have Crypto, his dog, which, you know, the dog thing for me is like, 
you know, there's various versions of crypto. I just hope it's like an apartment dog that he calls crypto and his dog's not actually flying alongside him. But hey, I'm open to anything. I really am. If you're, if you're going into the DC universe with a closed mind right now, go for a run. Clear your head. You know what I'm saying? Clear your head. Because I think we need to go into this DC universe with a fresh, ready to learn, ready to embrace the new future. That starts with Superman Legacy in 2025. So this has been a great episode just talking to you guys about how excited I am for Superman. we got another Superman. How exciting. I've grieved Cavill for weeks, months, years, if you will. It hasn't been a year. <laughs> I don't think I can say that. I've grieved Cavill for several months now. But alas, alas, I will hang his cape. I will watch Man of Steel and remember the history that was Man of Steel. And I'll remember what Henry Cavill brought to that character. But I'm excited for the name David Cornsweat to take on the mantle of this great character. I've been a comic book movie guy. Wow. That was awful. I've been comic book movie guy. This has been a ton of fun. I thank you guys for listening. And I'll talk to you on the next one.